Good morning, God morning, great morning. This is Minister Reverend E.K. Dawson welcoming you to declaring victory. Is anyone on the line? Top of the morning, Reverend K. Dawson and Sister Sabrina. Good morning, declare victory. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey, hey. Glory. Happy Prayer Friday. request, please. Uh, okay. And my family, we about to take a girl's trip over in San Francisco that we be safe. You said that you... Hey, hey. Well, glory to God. Hey. This is Reverend E.K. And welcome Did to the... Did you hear my prayer request, Reverend E.K. Dawson? Say it again. Say it again, my dear. Uh, this is Sabrina. Uh, pray, Please pray for traveling grace. Uh, me and my cousins is having a girl's trip. We're going over to San Francisco for the weekend. Oh, nice. Okay. Absolutely, we will. Thank you. Yes, this is the day that the Lord has made. We should be glad and rejoice in it. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us rejoice and praise and get Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yes, I sought the Lord and he saved me out of all my troubles. Come on, Rev. Good morning, brother. Happy Thursday Friday. Let's do it. Glory, glory, glory. Hey, it's another day's journey. What about it? <laughs> this is the day <laughs> that morning, the brother. Lord has Come made. on, yeah. I will rejoice and be glad in Him. Be glad in it, yes. Hey, yes. Um, Ek Reverend, this yes. lady. I just wanted to. I for, I didn't forget. I just got so much going on. So my three-year-old to be River. They're traveling today, her and her mom and dad, and then my husband and I will be traveling. So for just traveling, grace and mercy on today. Thank you. We're great. We're covered, but you never, you know, could get enough prayer. I'd love yeah. to. Happy Friday, Absolutely. everybody. My, my dude, 55 today. Yeah, that's a blessing. Yes, happy birthday. Brother Maddie. Maddie, Maddie. From Richmond. Listen, from yes. Richmond, that's yes. a blessing. Happy <laughs> birthday. Uh, Happy birthday, Sylvia. Good morning, everybody. It's Sister Tracy. How y'all doing on this amazing Friday morning? Amazing. Good morning, morning, Brother E.K. Good morning. Good morning. Sylvia, I have a prayer request, please. I'm listening. Uh, yes, I want to ask for, um, first of all, I want to ask for prayer for myself, um, just to keep my strength. There's so much going on. 
Um, and then I want to ask for prayer for my bonus dad, uh, Wilson, who had uh, an amputation of his toes this week. Um, he's recovering, but he's 85 years old. So I just want to ask for uh, healing and protection over him as he right. continues to grieve, grieve my mom at the same time. So thank you. Uh, God bless. Somebody else? Amen. 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 I got you, sister. Anybody else? Welcome to Declaring Victory. Come on in, family. Come on in. All right. Well, my name is on the end, and um, I asked for prayer for my uh, PTSD and suicidal ideation. Right. You said for your PTSD? Yes, and suicidal yes, sir. ideation. Okay. And, and tell us your name again, brother. My name is Onan. Onan? Yes, like Conan without the C. Okay, right. <laughs> I got it. I'm writing it down, Onan. Very good. I appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. God is able to do anything, everything, and all things. Yes, he is. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. Yes. Can you you keep me in your prayers, please? Absolutely, Susie. Thank you. I appreciate that. We got you. We got you. Thank you. Right. And like a good old double dose of the Holy Ghost in the morning. Absolutely. We are prayer warriors, so we got you. Amen. Brother Onan, I, brother Onan, I think you are you are you muted or you're open? I, I believe I'm open. Okay. All right. So I I, I wanted to, to say uh, thank you to uh, Christina. Uh, I don't know if she's on the line now, but I I definitely thank her for inviting me to uh, declare victory to the conference call. Um, I think it's very nice of her to invite me into the space. And um, I may not know any of you individually or personally, but um, I do believe that uh, the power of prayer does change things. So I I wanted to uh, thank her for her words of affirmation and kindness. And um, I wish everybody else the same. I hope that everybody has a friend like Christina that, you know, they can call on and talk to. That's awesome, man. And that's why God puts people like that and connects us in uh, in your life. Yes, sir. Hey, Ethan. Um, Christina's not on the line just yet, but I want on, on him to know that he is definitely on quite a few prayer lists, that you are um, important. We're all important, but we got you. This is one of Christina's close friends, and so we got you. We want you to be encouraged. We love you. We don't know you, but we love you. So be encouraged. Know that you have friends that you don't even know that's praying hard for you. 
Wonderful. Thank you, ma'am. I, I'll, I'll pray for all of you as well. I appreciate it. Amen. Please keep me in your prayers. Amen. Was what, yes, was that you, Susie? Yes, it's me. I just uh, I, I just really need some help, and um, my brother's coming in tonight. So. Gotcha. Thank you so much. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Good morning. God morning. Great morning. It's almost our time. Amen. Uh, and so is there anybody else that just joined the call? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's kindness. Oh, oh kindness. Hey, there I'm you in. go. Yes. <laughs> yes. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. Thank you. Yes. Well, it's... Good morning. It's persistent. Good morning, persistent. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Well, I'm looking at our time. It's time for us to get started. Um, I'm I'm waiting for a couple of instructions real quick, but uh, I'll go on with the uh, with our... I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt you right before you start your script. I just wanted to say something um, to, I just jumped on, but I was I was told a young gentleman by the name of Onan has joined this morning, and I just want to let him know we at Declare Victory have him covered, and we, we, we love you, man of God. Okay, that's all. All right, and Thank who was you. that? I appreciate it. I love you all, too. Amen, amen. Now, who was that that just said that? Christina Joy. Oh, Christina. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Good. 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 All right. All right. So uh, we'll go ahead and and get started. We're going to ask everybody to go ahead and to mute their phone. Amen. 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 Uh, and uh, as you know. Uh, it's time to get started. And before we get started, we want to remind everyone, everyone to mute, please mute their line so that we can proceed. I am Reverend E.K. Dawson. I am your host. And thank you this morning for joining uh, us here at Declaring Victory. And we are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday. Uh, and starting time is 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you know what? We are to edify and to empower, to encourage, and to equip you uh, in your walk with Christ. And make sure uh, to continue calling in the month of September and our monthly theme, uh, which is entitled uh, Evangelism and Discipleship. Each declare will focus on the, the care required in loving God as you sit under his teaching along with those who proclaim God's word. Uh, and announcing that the Savior is coming. And make sure make sure that you invite a friend and that they can be blessed too. And then make sure, uh, uh, yeah, again, that you invite a friend and that they can be blessed too. And then there is one announcement today uh, to join us at 6 p.m. for Friday Night Live. 
with Sister Didi Felder, uh, and we will share uh, the subject restored, and we will share the subject restored, uh, and you are sure to be blessed. Uh, the order of the call um, is prayer and corporate praise um, will be brought by our very own uh, Brother Marcus, Marcus Dyson, and then uh, the declare will be brought by our own Jonathan. Amen. Uh, and then we will go right into closing comments by the declare. Amen. So after we finish that, we will go right into to, uh, closing comments hosted by the declare. Our scripture for today is Revelation 14, 6, and 7. Uh, and I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who live on the earth and every nation and tribe and tongue and people. And he said with a loud voice, fear God and give him the glory because the hour has come, The hour, I'm sorry, the, because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made heaven and earth and the seas and the fountains and the waters. Amen. May God add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we're going to ask you to put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. And now I pass uh, um, the, I'm sorry, I pass the call to our prayer warrior. Uh, and then two quick corrections before we do that. I'm sorry, I do apologize. No Friday Night Live. No Friday Night Live. And the direct declaration will be by our own Pastor Daryl. So uh, prayer by Marcus. Declaration by Pastor Daryl and no Friday Night Live. Amen. And now I pass the call to the prayer warrior. Brother Marcus. Marcus, if you're praying, we 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 uh, can't hear you. Uh, let us pray. Let us pray. Glory to God. God, we love you. God, we rejoice in you. God, we know that this is the day that you have made and that we would be glad and rejoice in it, Father God. We love you. We adore you. God, we thank you for your, your presence. We thank you for your power. Uh, we thank you for your sovereignty, God. God, you are truly great in our lives, and we thank you, God. God, we had so many different uh, requests uh, this morning uh, for our dear sister Sylvia for strength and our father as an amputee and the loss of, of a loved one and, and uh, for our own brother Owen, uh, who has uh, now know that he is truly loved and that he is receiving prayer uh, for his PSTD, PTSD, uh, Father God, and then for our own sister Susie that's asking for a double portion of your strength, Lord God, and your glory, and so many others that were called. God, I can't call all the names and all the requests, but you heard every request and you heard every uh, outcry to you, God. God, we take this time and this opportunity, Lord God, asking that you would breathe on our situations. We know that your presence is with us. We know that you are a guiding force 
Lord God, that you stay with us and stand by us. And God, we love you and we praise you and give your name glory and praise and honor. Father God, we come uh, as boldly as we know how, Father, thanking you for just keeping us, keeping us alive, Lord God. Thank you for uh, allowing us to walk uh, in this wonderful thing and this wonderful gift called salvation. Thank you, Father God, for every declarer, every person in declaring victory, the behind the scenes, the team, Lord God. Uh, we thank you for just all the wonderful messages that have been on evangelism, Lord God, and uh, discipleship, Father. Uh, we still got a ways to go and continue to bless and keep them. Thank you, Father, for it being Men's Day and that every man that is on this call, Father God, we ask now that you would continue to bless us, Lord God, in the, in the ways you design men detailed and intricately, Father God, and we have a special set of needs, Father. So we come today praying for those needs, Father, that we can be seen, that every man can be heard, that every man can be respected, Father God. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you for those that are fathers and those are grandfathers, uncles, and, and uh, uh, mentors, Lord God, and those that are standing in father figures in the stead and father bless those that are in a stepfather uh in a bonus dad situation lord bless them uh thank you lord god that you put it inside of the tenacity because some brother today is on here and might want to give up but let him know that he is loved and loved by you god almighty and that the strength of the lord is available to him lord god and that he would cast every man would cast their care on you because we know you care for us, Lord God. And that not only that, but you would keep our mind in perfect peace and we would keep our mind stayed on you, God. God, give us peace, give us understanding, and give us all the, the skill sets and the day-to-day -day sets that we need, Lord God, uh, just to operate as men, Lord God, in this cruel world. Bless us, man, man of God. Bless us, red, yellow, black, white. Father, we know every man is precious in your sight, Father God. Bless us now and bless us indeed enlarge our coasts enlarge our territories lord and bless our our school children bless our our homes our bless our spouses girlfriends lord god bless uh our significant others lord god bless us indeed bless your children bless the family structure the family unit father god that is that it would still often remain intact lord god bless us now uh, is our prayer. Bless now, our again, our schools, uh, 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 our colleges, our young people that are away in college, Lord God, as they are trying to learn and matriculate and study in the pressures of the world, Lord God, that everything that we put inside of them, Lord God, that would come back up, Lord God, that they're training and they're learning, Lord God, uh, from their homes, Lord God, then, and then they, they would be connected to uh, a good uh, uh, program that young people can be involved in a youth church or a college campus or some type of program, Lord God, or some church would reach out to them, Father. Father, my heart is heavy, Lord God, for uh, different different uh, requests that we heard. I can hear, Lord God, um, the, the, the stress and the pain and the worry and the anxiety, Lord God, but you have the ability, Lord God, to take away all that. Again, so we put all our requests at your feet, Father God. God, knowing that you would breathe on them, that you would hear even our faintest cry. Father, now we ask, as we begin to take our phones off of mute and to, to come together in a corporate way, that we would bombard heaven for these requests and in our own personal lives, Lord God. Come on, declaring victory. Take your phones off mute, and let's give God the glory, Hallelujah. give God the praise. Give us the honor. Let's hear you. Father, we thank you right now. 
God, Father, we pray right now, Lord, that you continue to move right now, Lord God. God, I want to thank you right now, Lord God, that you cover each and every person right now on this line, Lord God. Father, we pray for every travel open in your doors. Every door is open in your name. Thank you, Lord God, for strength.
again, I pray that something will be said to be able to summarize or culminate or inspire you to be able to walk in the power of evangelism and the importance of discipleship. So before we begin, I'm just laying, I want to do this really quickly. I just want to pray again for those that submitted their prayer specifically again, our brother Onan, who uh, on this morning, again, we are covering him in prayers. He's been added to many of our prayer lists, but we want to cover him, amen, as his struggles with PTSD and suicidal thoughts, as well as some of the other loved ones and giants here that have been participants at Declare Victory. Father, I thank you right now that you have heard all of the prayers that have been rendered. I thank you, Lord God, that as we're preparing for the declaring of your word, that, Lord God, your word will meet each and every last one of us right where we are, but not only meet us, but, Lord God, it will lift us up to the dimension, to the standard, to the call that you're calling us to in this season. Father, we stand in the gap, Lord God, for Brother Onan, Lord God, who is wrestling, Lord God, with PTSD, wrestling with suicidal thoughts, Lord God, that according to your word in Philippians 4 and 8, Lord God, that whatever so things are true, whatever so things are honest, whatever so things are just, whatever so things are pure, whatever so things are lovely, whatever so things are of good report, whatever so things that is of any praise, Lord God, that he thinks upon those things. We substitute thoughts of suicide into thoughts, Lord God, that you have called and required into your word to keep us sustained and above, Lord God, the attacks that come against our lives. I thank you, Lord God, traveling grace for Didi. I thank you for her and her family, her commitment, her call to the kingdom. I thank you, Lord God, Sister Sylvia, Lord God, that she's wrestling. Give her strength, Lord God. Cover her dad in the amputation of the toes as he's healing and grieving from the death of his wife, Lord God. And Father, I thank you that you cover each and every person under the sound of my voice. Father, as we prepare to enter your word and as we continue to dwell in your presence, Father, we glorify you, we honor you, and it's in Jesus' matchless and mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen, my brothers and sisters. Again, we are closing out on such a powerful move of God, as always, here at Declare Victory, on this month's focus of evangelism and discipleship. And simply, I wanted to come, and it may be not anything new that is shared, but I want to begin to stir up some things that may have been shared through all of our awesome declarers on this month, and specifically want to sit in the seat of discipleship. And when we when we think about discipleship, I want to render a definition for discipleship. You see, discipleship, in my opinion, is the process of helping other people reach their God-given potential. Can I say that one more time? A definition for discipleship is the process of helping other people reach their God-given potential. Thank God for you, Christina Joy. Thank God for each and every last one of you on this morning who are walking in the call of discipleship. Because what this simply means is discipleship is helping people to become everything that Jesus Christ wants them to become. 
And if truth be told, wherever you are in life, I need for you to reflect, I need for you to think about this, is that somebody helped you to get there. Realize, my brothers and sisters, that wherever you are in life, wherever you are at this very moment, in this season, in this dispensation, I need you to recognize that you did not get there on your own, that you did not pull yourself up by your own spiritual bootstrap, business acumen bootstrap, your own family of oneness bootstrap. The reason why you did not get there on your own is because somebody helped you. Somebody prayed for you. Somebody taught you. Somebody opened up an opportunity for you. Somebody poured into you. Somebody took the time out of love and corrected you. And somebody mentored you. You see, somebody did something to help you. And some of you, I would dare say, if you're like me, most of us are still in the process that we're still receiving help and being poured into by others. Why? It's because discipleship is something that goes with you for the duration of your life. And it's not something that you do and then it's done and you check it off your list, but discipleship is something that is part of your life for the rest of your life. And understand that as long as you live, there is always something else for you to do to be developed in. And that declared victory is what discipleship is all about. But I also believe on this morning that when it comes to the act of discipleship, that God, his desire, his want is for us to be two things. Number one, I believe that God wants us to be discipled. Let me say that again. I believe that God wants every last one of us to be discipled. And then number two, I believe that God wants us to be discipling. Number one, I believe that God wants us all to be disciple. And number two, I believe that God wants us all to be discipling. He wants us to have people in our lives to pour into us, and he also wants us to have people to whom we are pouring into their lives. So what that means is that everybody should have somebody teaching you and that everybody should have somebody that you are teaching. So on this morning, I simply want to share that there are five points I want to share with you all regarding why I believe as I sit down in this mantle of discipleship of why discipleship is important. So point number one, I want to start with that. Point number one, discipleship is a mandate from Jesus Christ. Discipleship is a mandate from Jesus Christ. You see, it's a command. It is instructions, and it is a challenge for each and every last one of us. We're going to find in the Gospel of Matthew 28, 19 through 20, I'm pretty sure 
you all are very familiar with that passage, is that where Jesus is now raised from the dead and he's on his way to heaven, but before he departs in the ascension, he gives this mandate where he says in Matthew 28 and 19, he says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. He says, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. But what does that really mean? It means that we are supposed to be making disciples of all people, no matter whether they're black, white, Hispanic, Asian, short, tall, young, old, we are to make disciples of all people, which means that we are supposed to be discipling everybody. And not only are we supposed to be discipling everybody, we are supposed to be pouring into everybody. But why is that important on this morning? It's important because understand and realize that in the church world, in the church setting, church people tend to like people who look like them and act like them, who somehow meet a certain criteria in which they're looking for. And what we do is we tend to like people who look like church people. So we want people to come to our church, be a part of our ministries that look like church people, that meet our criteria, that act like us, but realize what Jesus is saying and what he didn't say. He didn't say, go therefore and disciple all church people who look and act like you. But Jesus said, go make disciples for all nations. So what this means is that we have to disciple everybody and realize when we do this, people will start coming into the church, coming into the kingdom that don't look like us. Because we have a responsibility that when they come, we are to love on them, and we have a mandate to pour into them. You see, declare victory. Not only, not only do we have a responsibility, but as I stated before, this is a mandate from God to disciple them. And some of the people that we're going to encounter, some of them are not going to dress the way you want them to dress. Some of them are going to even have various piercings and tattoos all over their body. Some of them may even come with all type of their hair color. It doesn't matter how they come. We are commanded to disciple them, and we have to disciple all people, which means that we are to spend time with them, and we are to pour into them. And that's a mandate, my brothers and sisters, from the Lord, from Jesus' mouth himself, and it's not a suggestion. Because whether you realize it or not, Jesus, and I love him so much, just like I know that you all do, but Jesus is not into suggestions. Jesus 
He's not into options or multiple choice because Jesus says in Matthew 28 and 19, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, which means that we, my brothers and sisters, are to immerse them into the presence and the power of God. And we're also to immerse them into the person of who Jesus is, not our own religious thoughts, but who Jesus is, who the Father is, who the Holy Spirit is, we are to immerse them into a relationship with God. But then Jesus goes on to say in Matthew 28 20, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. You see, Jesus says, teach them the stuff that I have shown you. Teach them the stuff that you hear on the prayer call each and every morning, Monday through Friday. Teach them the word you receive on Friday night live, on Saturday, on Sunday, in your own time, and through corporate worship. Jesus says, teach them the stuff that I have shown you, that I have commanded you to do. You are to teach them. Because that's what we are supposed to do. Teach them what he has commanded us to do. And the thing I like about this is that when we align ourselves under the call that God has given us to teach them what he's commanded us to do, I like what he says, this promise, because if you look closely at Matthew 28 and 20, there is a promise on the tail end of that which says, if you do that, then lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. This is a promise from God. What he's saying is that when you get to the end of your life, that if you do this, discipling, discipleship, I will go with you all the way to the end of your life to empower you, to anoint you, to allow my supernatural authority over your life because I don't know how you all may feel, but I need God to be with me all the way to the end of my life. You see, my brothers and sisters, I need God every minute of my life. I need God every moment of my life. I need God every second of my life. Just like I know you need God every minute of your life. You need God every moment of your life. You need God every second of your life. We need God to open doors that only God can open. And we need God to answer our prayers. And his promise is that if you keep and make my agenda first, first, then when it comes to your agenda, God says that I will go with you all the way to the end of your life. And that's a promise from God. So we have a commandment to go make disciples, and that's what we are called to do of all nations, of all peoples, of all types. But here is point number two. Point number two means being a disciple 
is more than just believing. <laughs> Being a disciple is more than just believing. Now, Pastor D, what, what does that mean? You see, people will often say that they believe. I believe God. I love God. I trust God. And I don't want to question that. People often say they believe, but being a disciple is more than just believing. Because a lot of people believe, even devils and the devil himself believe, and I'll even show you that in a moment. But just because you believe doesn't mean that you are a disciple. It's because a disciple is not just a believer, but a disciple is a doer. Can I say that one more time? Because a disciple is not just a believer, but a disciple is a doer. You see, Declare Victory, churches are full of people who come to church and will walk out the door, and the reality is they don't change. That many will hear the teaching of the word, they will hear the instructions of the word, they will hear the messages of the word week over week, month over month, year over year, and they will go out to their homes and communities and businesses and they never change. Which means that they will come, they will get it, they will hear it, but won't do anything with it. Let's go to James 1. 22 through 25, if you have your Bibles and your devices, the book of James, the first chapter, verse number 22 through 25, the word of God, it reads, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves, verse 23, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror, verse 24, for he observes himself goes away and immediately forget what kind of man he was. But verse 25 says, but he looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. Now, if you look into that word in James 1, 22 through 25, and you apply it to your life, and you look into the law of liberty. What is he talking about, the law of liberty? What he's talking about regarding the law of liberty is whenever you look to the word and you are continuing to carry it and put it in place in actionable movement in your life, that you are not a forgetful hearer, but you are a doer of the word. And when you go out because you are a doer and not just a hearer, the promise is that you will be blessed. James 2, 14 through 17. James 2, 14 through 17, right down the street. It says, what does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith, but he does not have work? Faith, can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Verse 17, thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. 
James 2, 18. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Verse 19. You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even watch this. The demons believe and tremble. Do you know what that means? What that means is if all you do is just believe, but don't do anything where there is no act, where there are no works to go behind your faith, then you're doing the same thing that the devil and his demons are doing. It's because the devil and demons know that God exists, but they do nothing to change about their life. James 2.20, but do you want to know, O oh foolish man, but do you, do you want to know, O oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead? If you have faith but no works, if you are just a hearer but no doer, then your faith is dead. Because God wants each and every last one of us to have the kind of faith that has works to go along with it, because there's got to be works that goes along with your faith. You see, I'm talking about taking the word of God that we receive on a weekly basis and applying it to your life. But I'm also talking about you taking what you've learned and not only applying it into your life, but how about we take what we learn and we also help somebody else apply it in their life, because that, my brothers and sisters, is what discipleship is. And there are some people who are not a disciple, and they're not discipling, all because we're refusing to not help anybody else or reality. We aren't really helping ourselves. Point number three. Point number three, when I talk about discipleship, it's not just applying it to your life, but it's also about helping other people in their life. But the question that must be raised is when you're helping other people in their lives, what do you teach? Point number three, you teach what you have learned. Point number three, you teach what you have learned. If you have not invited somebody and literally brought them into this prayer line, prayed with them, began to begin to render the good news of God, you're supposed to teach what you have learned. Second Timothy two and two. Second Timothy two and two. The word of God says, and the things that you have heard from among me, from among me, among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. He says, learn what you need to learn. Take notes on these prayer calls. Take notes on Friday night live. Take notes when you're in your worship, your own personal worship on Saturday. Take notes when you go to your corporate worship of household of faith. You need to learn what you need to learn and take it and teach somebody else. That's what Second Timothy 2 and 2 mean. So realize that Jesus what he's doing and what he has done is he modeled for us 
this principle because Jesus tells us that he took what his father taught him and he taught it to other people. So whatever you do, declare victory. Whatever you have received in this month of evangelism and discipleship, make sure you teach what you have learned. Point number four. Point number four is the power of God flows when you pour into others. The power of God flows whenever you pour into others. Let's go to the Old Testament, 2 Kings, the fourth chapter, verse number one through six. Very familiar passage of scripture, 2 Kings, the fourth chapter, verse number one through six. The word of God reads, a certain woman of wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha saying, your servant, my husband is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. That's a whole nother message. I'll tap that another day. But verse 2, so Elijah said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he says, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all of your neighbors, empty vessels, and do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your son." Then pour it into all the vessels and set aside the full ones. Verse 5, so she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. He said to her, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. This is a message, declare victory, to teach that as long as you have vessels to pour into, that the supernatural provision from God will continue to keep flowing as long as we have empty vessels to pour into. That's why Matthew 28 is a mandate from God. It's because God blesses our ministries, God blesses our church, God blesses his kingdom whenever we keep finding empty vessels to pour in. You see, vessels are souls. Vessels are people who are broken and bruised, brother old man, who are messed up and jacked up just like me and I was at one time. But as long as somebody came along and poured in my life, as long as we keep pouring into them and we continue to keep discipling others, the supernatural power of God will continue to flow not only in our house but in our lives. You see, declare victory. That's why we need to major in discipling people where we are pouring into the lives of empty vessels of other souls of other people because as long as we continue to do that, God will keep the oil, keep the authority, keep the anointing, keep the power flowing in our lives. And as long as we have people to pour into, God will continue to pour his oil on us 
as well as in us. Because God will see to it that the oil will flow in our lives. Second Kings 4 and 7. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil, pay your debt, and you and your son will live on the rest. Understand that when you make discipleship a mandate for your church, for your ministry, and for your life, that if you do it, God will bless your life. That brings us to the last point, and that is point number five. But if I may, let me review point one through four real quickly. Point number one, discipleship is a mandate from Jesus Christ. Point number one, discipleship is a mandate from Jesus Christ. Point number two, discipleship is more than just believing. Point number two, discipleship is more than just believing. Point number three, teach what you have learned. Teach what you have learned. Point number four, when you do this, the power of God flows when you pour into others. Point four, the power of God flows when you pour into others. Point number five, here's the last one. Understand that everyone will not stay with you. Hmm. Point number five, understand that everyone will not stay with you. This is an important point to understand, my brothers and sisters, because Whenever you start teaching people, whenever you start pouring into people the ways of God, people may sometimes, or they are going to reject it. They're not going to accept it. But what I want you to know is that as you are moving, as you are actionably moving into discipleship, putting your faith into action, I don't want you or I to get frustrated, to get upset, or to get mad, all because the very people you care about, the very people who you pour into, they may at one time or they may reject you or they may walk away. I need for you to understand that when you do this and understand that everyone will not stay with you, I believe, Dion, you know this without a shadow of a doubt, it goes with the territory. Because it's difficult whenever you love and you care about people and you pour into them and you take your time to walk with them, to mentor them, to counsel them, but then all of a sudden you look up and you don't see them anymore. I want you to understand it's going to happen to you as you make discipleship a mandate because it goes with the territory. So we have to learn how to anticipate it because you don't have to turn here. In Luke chapter 8, verses 4 through 18, Jesus tells a parable about a sower who goes out and sows seeds, that some of the seeds fell on stony ground and some of the, some of the seeds fell, on, fell among thorns. Some fell and they blossomed, but it died because it choked on all the different things. But realize out of the four different types of soil, only one soil did the seed land and produce fruit that remains. Now, what this tells me is that out of the four different types, four different seeds that he threw down, four different types of soil that only one survived and only one produced. Now, I'm not a mathematician. I'm pretty good at counting my own money and being able to budget, but I'm not a necessarily mathematician. But realize what that simply means is that's 25%. 
So realize that if you get four people, but you get one of them to be successful in the kingdom of God, one of them to produce fruit, one of them to do something with their lives, one of them to grow into maturity, then my brothers and sisters, you have been successful. So don't get frustrated, don't get mad, and don't get discouraged because it all goes with the territory. So as we are preparing for love life and liberty, we're going to make sure I want to cover something in John 6 and 66. John 6 and 66, it says, John 6, 66 verse, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. What this means is if people decided not to walk with Jesus, the very Jesus who opened up blinded eyes, the very Jesus who made lame people walk, the very Jesus who brought the dead back to life, the very Jesus who took two fish and five loaves of bread and fed over 5,000 men, not counting women and children, the very Jesus who was able to do the miraculous, that if they chose to stop walking with him, then you know that they're going to stop walking with you. And when this happens, don't get upset. Don't get mad. Don't get frustrated. Don't get discouraged because it all goes with the territory. But as long as we have vessels, empty vessels to pour into, that the supernatural provision from God will continue to flow into our lives, into our houses, into our ministries, as long as we have empty vessels to pour into. So as we prepare, and I release the line for you to, for those who did not get an opportunity to say good morning, I want to recap this. Point one, discipleship is a mandate from Jesus Christ. Point number two, discipleship is more than just believing. It's about doing, y'all. Point number three, teach what you have learned. Stop sitting on all of this word that you're receiving. Go out and give it to somebody else. Point number four, the power of God flows whenever you decide to pour into others. And point number five, understand that everyone will not stay with you. That whenever we incorporate all of these points into our lives to declare victory, these are principles that will transform your life, my life, and it will make all the difference in the world for the kingdom of God. Father, I thank you right now, Lord God, for your presence. I thank you for your power. I thank you, Lord God, for your word. Father, I pray that we not just be hearers of your word, but God, allow us to be doers. For faith without words is dead. Father, you do not come, Lord God, with suggestions, Lord, but you come with a mandate that we should disciple all men of all nations, that, Lord God, if we don't even know our call, that is our main call, is to disciple men. So, God, as long as we continue to keep pouring your power, the supernatural authority, the supernatural power of God will flow in every area, not only in their lives, but in our lives. And, Father, I thank you for every person, Lord God, that is, not only being poured into, but, Lord, that is making the actionable decision to pour into somebody else. Father, we love you, we glorify you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Hallelujah. At this time, we're going to open up the lines. If there's anyone uh, that did not have an opportunity to say good morning, amen, we're going to give you the room to be able to do so. So if you would, unmute, and uh, I'd love to hear from you on this morning. Is there anyone? Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> My brother. <laughs> Always good to hear from you. <laughs> Amen. Uh, Anyone else? Master class. (laughs) Oh, man, brother, I humbled myself and just thank God, man, for each and every last one of you guys, man. Y'all push me to want to be better as we push each other to the call that God has in our lives. Amen. Anyone else? Anyone else? Amen. Any men on the line that want to say good morning that has not had an opportunity? Any woman that wants to come, lady that wants to come and open up and say good morning that has not had an opportunity? Amen. Good morning. Good morning, sis. Great to see you. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Amen. Anyone else? Good morning, Jubilant. Good morning, Jubilant. Wonderful to hear from you. Amen. Anyone else? Good Good morning, morning, Kenya. Good morning, ladies. It is wonderful to hear from you both. Amen. Anyone else? Good morning, Pastor Belcher. Good morning. Thank you, Miss B. God, God bless you, Miss B. Amen. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. It's Moxie. Great declaration. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, Moxie. Wonderful. Anyone else? Amen. Then how about we move to if anyone has anything they want to share uh, on this morning as you have received that you want to pour into others? Amen. Is there anyone? Good morning, Pastor Belcher. You know, I couldn't wait to get up. Oh, my God. Because God be the boy. Great year. I so appreciate you. Um, you said so many things, those points. Um, the last thing you said, though, is about caring. Oh, no, you carried. You talked about God's mandate. But as I mm-hmm. listen to that, and we we have to carry, bring our mantles and carrying God's mandate for what the word of God says. You hit on every scripture about believing. How can we disciple if we don't believe ourselves? You mm. hit so hard today. I, I, the other thing that really resonated that the Lord dropped in my spirit, I thank God for the demonstration of Christina planting the seed, yes. you watering the seed. And we will hear the testimony of God bringing the increase in growth in Onan's life. I thank God today for who he is. I thank him that he's no respecter of person, that he loves us all unconditionally. Great, 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 great share. I love you, Pastor Belcher. And you know, I got your cash out. Popeye's on the boat. I love you as well. Thank you for pouring. That was powerful and sharing on this morning. Amen. Is there anyone else? Anyone else? 
Hey, Pastor Belcher, I have to jump in with Rochelle. This is Dee Dee. Man, 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 man. And, you know, I'm at this preschool. I'm, I'll be so glad I watched the clock because the first babies come at seven sharp, right? So I'm like, oh, let me hurry up before they walk in because sometimes you get so caught up, right? <laughs> I'm just grateful <laughs> for that mandate piece, like Rochelle said. And then how can you disciple from an empty place, even though sometimes mm. we get so much word because we're going to this study, that study, this class, that conference. So we're taking all this food in, but what are we doing with it? Like, who are we really discipling? And, and a good example is the young man that called, and I can hear it in his sound, and he don't know me, but I know him, and I know how to pray for him. Because PTSD is so real. I'll share this really, really quick. I celebrate my husband today because being from any inner city, but to be able to see 55 years coming out of Richmond with everything, yeah. and then he works in such a volatile environment. Just last Thursday, an altercation at the school that he works in, a gun was pulled on him because he was trying to protect the young man. I'm mm. thankful today that I'm not planning a funeral arrangement because it could have gone a different way. Thank God the young man chose not to shoot, but he pointed the barrel at my husband. So I'm just thankful. We never know what is going to happen, so we store up. That's why I know being a part of Declare Victory for 10 years, almost 10 years, and all the residue and the prayers that I've prayed and people have prayed for us really, really matter. So I'm just grateful. And I thank you for that prayer of traveling grace. My baby girl, my first granddaughter is going to be three on Sunday. So they're heading to Southern Cal and me and my husband are heading up north to celebrate. But also as we're um, celebrating life, there are so many people today that are mourning loved ones. So I'm just, my my own sister is laying to rest, her mother-in-law, who I've known since I was 11. So it's just so much, the foster family, it's just a lot. So we got to always be mindful. We never know what people are going through, but if we have that heart, and, and he said he, they know by our love, so we can be yeah. love and light in this cold, dark world. I love you and thank God for you, sir. And uh, two peace and a pepper on the way, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too, D.D. Godspeed on your travel as well. Amen. Is there anyone else? Good morning, Doc. Uh, Pastor Belcher. This is Glorious Gloria. I appreciate your share this morning and um, what is it's so prominent to me is we've been in the study of uh, evangelism and discipleship during this month and how Holy Spirit all over everybody and everything is coming together, even the world sense it. I was watching a movie yesterday and the mo- name of the movie was Sunday Morning Rapture and mm. it, it was about just what it what it said. It was on to- uh T-U-B-I, Sunday morning mm-hmm. rapture. It was, it was so, so in your face. Mm. Because even as the preacher, the preacher who had been preaching the messages about Christ's coming, he was one of the people that was left behind. Mm. And so everything, the whole earth is crying out. And God is pouring out. And so as his people, we, we, we are um, mandated, commissioned, commanded, and equipped to pour out, to disciple, and to be discipled. So God bless you, my brother. I love you, and I appreciate you. God bless you, my sister. And thank you for that movie recommendation as well. I'll be watching that as well when I get an opportunity this weekend. 
Amen. Is there anyone else? Anyone else? Amen. I know the time is drawing nigh on the West Coast as well as Mountain and Central Time. One last call. Is there anyone else with anything you want to share or pour out on this morning? Hey, Pastor Darrell. Hey. Awesome, awesome share. Um, I really enjoyed your points, especially how you close with number five, understanding that everyone will not stay with you. Um, mm-hmm. That <laughs> that reminds me again that we're not in control. And I remember in um, the New Testament, Jesus said, you can only come to me. Um, you cannot come to me unless you're drawn by the Father. And a multitude left from him or departed from him. And I thought about that, like, man, okay. <laughs> like, so it's not up to us. It's up to God. So, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Amen. Christina Joy, can I tell you thank you? Because you minister to us all. You do every day, but you really minister to us this morning by being able to reach out to Brother Onan and Brother Onan, we love you. And as it's been stated, we just don't say it in worry. We want to empower deeds and power as well. We love you, my brother, and we are here to undergird you. But, Christina, thank you so much for being a, 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 a actual demonstration of that. And we just, you know, appreciate you, appreciate everyone else. And I don't want to uh, not give accolades. And, again, we don't do this for accolades, but not acknowledge uh, anyone else, but we thank you so much for obeying the call on your life. Amen. Is there anyone else? Yes. Good morning, Pastor Belcher. My name is Dewanda, uh, Miss D. And um, what just came out for me in your um, share this morning was that discipleship and evangelism isn't something new that we make up along and learn along the way, but it's what it's very simple. What we've learned of Christ, we share with others. Real simple formula that's really simple. Just remember what we learned in Christ. I also wanted to ask, are you related to Charles Belcher? Ooh, uh, probably. <laughs> okay. We had When I was growing up here in Richmond, there was a pastor, a head pastor at my church, Davis Chapel CME, uh, mm-hmm. by the name of Charles Belcher. And that was like many years ago, but he, um, the name just rang a bell for me. But thank you uh, for the declaration this morning. God bless you, and have a great weekend. God bless you, too, sister. Thank you for sharing. I know that there are not a whole lot of belchers in the U.S., so I'm figuring we probably are related somewhere. Pastor Belcher, this is Dee Dee. I grew up at that church, too, and Ms. D. They probably is because I think about what Reverend Belcher looks like, and, yeah, I've seen, yeah, they probably got a bloodline connection. Okay, okay, amen, amen. Amen. I I remember uh, Reverend Belcher from many years back, but I definitely remember him. Hey, Dee Dee. Hey, Dee Dee, for the first time I heard him, this Ms. B., uh-huh. I was thinking the same thing because I brought See? up CME. I remember Pastor Belcher. Uh-huh. They probably related with them. Yep. <laughs> I, I'm going to look up my cousin or uncle. I don't know which one, but it's somewhere. Please let us know. <laughs> and you will probably call him the great uncle or cousin line because I'm telling you, this has been well over 50 years ago. Oh, my. My. Yeah. Been long. They, Davis Chapel okay. CME Church, North Richmond. Mm. Mm. 
Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? Look at all this pouring going on. Man, I'm being blessed. Amen. Is anyone else? Hallelujah. Amen. Give us the cash app again so people can bless you. This was a blessing this morning. (laughs) Amen. I'm going to do what I need to do. (laughs) Amen. I'm with you. Oh my, oh man, the, the, my cash app is just uh, dollar sign Daryl, D-A-R-R-Y-L-D-E-L-C-H-E-R. It's just my first name, last name. So I am grateful, you know, for each and every last one of you, whether you do or you don't, amen. It's, I I just thank you for the ministry that you all house and the lives that you're changing, including mine, amen. Anyone else, anyone else before we render the benediction? And we get this phenomenal Freedom Friday started so that we can go disciples. Pastor Belcher, yeah. I just want to tell you again, thank you again for closing out this month on evangelism and discipleship with a word um, that you planted a seed that you covered the whole month. We've had um, so many great declarations this whole month. I pray that everyone that joins this line day in and day out have received something of how to go out and evangelize and um, be disciple and be discipling, as you said. So I just want to Amen. tell you again, not just thank you to you, but thank you to all the declares who have really, really um, walked this thing out this month. Thank you. Amen. I mean, salute to every declare. And can I also mention, shout out to uh, our very own Dion as well, oh. too. Dion, I can't thank you enough for obeying God and allowing to be the visionary of this platform and what God is calling you to do. So I glor- I thank God for you and just continue to pray and love on you and your beautiful family. Man, thank you, Dion, for all that you do. Amen. Anyone else? Amen. Anyone else before we we go? Uh, I'll tell you something funny, too. Sister, the sister who made the recommendation on the Rapture movie, and even some pastors are going, I, I, I breathe a sigh of relief when I go to social media and I see Dion posting something. I say, whew, okay, I'm good today. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can keep the rope on, huh? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll just keep holding on. Amen. With all hearts and minds in order, Father, I thank you. I thank you for this awesome ministry. I thank you, Lord God, for this mandate that you've given us to not only be discipled, but to also be discipling, Lord God. I thank you that you are challenging us. You are charging us. You have given us the call that, Lord, as we put our faith in action with every Step, Lord God, that you will acknowledge your supernatural authority over our lives. But Lord God, we thank you that our faith is not just in our words, but our faith is in our feet. That you measure, Lord God, as we take one step, you anoint, you empower, you deliver, Lord God. And Father, give us the words to say, Lord God. Father, allow us to be relatable. Allow us not to be churchy, but Lord, allow us to be fishers of men so that we know exactly, Lord God, what bait and know, Lord God, how to use, Lord God, what you poured into us to be able to share with others. Father, I thank you for those that are going to come to your kingdom, that, Lord, they find a household of faith, 
that will love on them, undergird them, pour into them so that they too themselves will not just be a Christian but will become a disciple, that they will reach out and disciple others under the name of Jesus Christ. And, Father, we will forever give your name all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. It's in your darling, matchless son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Everyone, have a phenomenal Friday, a phenomenal weekend. Enjoy the worship service wherever God has you planted, and let's make sure we take it and we pour it into others. God bless you. We will see you on Monday. God bless you. Have a good day. Have a a blessed, gorgeous weekend. Blessed weekend.